very special. Paranormal Almanac. Halloween Spooktacular. Kurt Sandvig and wake and wake him and wake him to the boy. I'm like a second into this episode and I'm already fucking thinking. welcome to the Halloween 2022 episode. That's right. Did I say welcome paranormal almanac? If not, I'm Kurt paranormal almanac. It's Halloween. Let's talk about all things Ouija board. But first, as always, we got shout outs, baby. That's right. We got shout outs going out to Heather G. Shooky, shooky, Zeus. What's it? Hey, Lee. Paula Cassidy Bishop. Hey, howdy, hi. Rick, Nico, sharing the mouse. Once again, thank you so much for that card. That was so very, very nice. Andrew, Paul, Mark, Tortuga, Hannah Boo, Mike from Jersey, Tuesday Marie, Jay Bizzle, Andrew, Tracy, Virginia Mailman, Tony Shaparo, Shaparo. Jason, Vicky Crow, Clay, Buzz Lee, Tom Pro, Proletariat, Lobita Works, Glacier Main, Isabel, Jen, Jen, Stacy, Amber, Tracy, Sandy, Kelly, Joe, Menace the Beast, Kick-Ass Magic Robot, Webcomic, Sandy, Page, Cow, Sean, Andrew, Scott, Andrea, Devin, Melody, Ricardo, Vicky, Vanessa, Marisol, Liam, Roger, Michael, Alicia, Becca, Jake, and the Beasties. Hey, howdy, hi. Elizabeth, Voitech, Sherry, Art Muffin, Trudy, Tim, Kenneth, Paul, Ricardo, Ian, Armor Times 10, Alexandra, George, Seth, Zozo the Demon, clap, clap, clap. Hayden, Cindy, Ashley, what's that? Carrie, Robin, Will, Russell, April, Isabel, Audra, Dorian, Cindy, Bob, Stacy, Jerry, Scoston, Lindsay, Hahn. Hey, howdy, hi, and happy, happy Halloween to you. Megan, Jeff T. Hey, buddy. Harley, Suzanne, Joe, Lawrence, the Lawrence Strawn, Veronica, Autumn, J. Mark, Manning, Carolyn, Martin, Jade, Nanashi, Chuck, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson. Very happy Halloween to you. Dan, Laura Pitts, and the big winner gamer fan with two special shout-outs going out to Joe Teague and Stitch as always. All righty. Hand of Fate entries are closed. If you're listening to this episode, well, even if you're not, it don't matter. They're closed is what I'm saying. No more Hand of Fate entries. I've got them all. Well, all the ones that I've got. Patrons, you are all entered in both. What's that? Yep, even if you didn't enter in the other, you are entered in both. That is my love for the patrons this week. Uh, Let's see, the 200th shirts, they're going down Monday or Tuesday, depending on how much free time I have, but they're going down. You've got this weekend only to order any of the 200th edition, or 200th limited edition, 200th episode sh- shirts, however you want to word it, the limited edition, 200th episode shirts. There we go. Go to tpublic.com slash stores slash paranormal dash almanac. I think it's stores, actually. tpublic.com slash stores slash paranormal dash almanac. Check out all the merch. A lot of the merch is staying. I had a bunch of people say, oh, my God, I got to buy so many shirts. No, no. 
It's just the 200th episode shirts, the limited edition. They'll say it on there. They'll say either 200th or they'll say limited edition 200th, but they'll say it on there. Those are all going away. Never to be seen again because the 200th episode, yeah, if you didn't know, is past. So unless you figure out a way to time travel, then you could go back in time and buy more 200th episode shirts. But if you do that, please reach out to me via that uh, time travel episode I did. And then, you know, let's let's have a talk in the past. All righty. Uh, what else we got? I think that's about it. If, if it's not, I don't care. Let's get to pia- uh, piano news. My Lord. <sighs> you know what? It's because I'm, I'm rushing. I just got to calm down and relax. It's a very, very spooky Halloween episode. It is an episode that is all kinds of Halloween. Hold on. I'm trying to... Uh, while I'm doing this, I'm trying to find Halloween. So, oh my God, what just happened? I'm trying to find, oh, well, everything just crashed. Oh, interesting. It's going to be a fun one. Everything just crashed. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push through because I think I can salvage this. Um, restored pages, sure, why not? There we go, we're back. But why did everything crash? Okay, while I am in the midst live, I'm not cutting this out. Haunted house sound effects. There we go. So I was going to put some haunted house sound effects in the background. So let's try this one. See how this sounds in the background. We'll see what happens. Sure. Why not? This sounds spooky to get you in the mood for this Halloween. I hope you guys are doing something fun. I hope you're having a good Halloween. Halloween's what? On Monday, is it? But this is Halloween weekend. It should be party after party after party. I mean, I wasn't in, well, I was invited to one, but I couldn't go to it. But uh, hopefully you guys were invited to some Halloween parties and you guys are having some fun and dressing up and, you know, do do whatever you got to do to make this this Halloween fun. If anybody comes to your house want, that says trick-or-treat, not just some random person that says trick-or-treat, give them candy. Who cares if they're 15 or if they're 2? Obviously, you know, sometimes parents have to say, you know, trick or treat for their little kids. But you know what I'm saying? Just give, if someone's willing to dress up and go around and trick or treat, I say give them candy. I also say dress up, have fun, enjoy Halloween. Just because, you know, we're all getting older doesn't mean we can't enjoy Halloween. In fact, we now should be enjoying it more. We can do more stuff. We can drink alcohol. We can go to parties and stay out all night. We can, you know give out the the good candy the kind of candy that you wanted to get as a kid all of that you can do because you're an adult and fuck it you're an adult this is halloween all righty let's get right in into paranormal news welcome to paranormal All right, we'll bring up the spooky music in the background while I do some paranormal news. Not really music. It just sounds like sounds like a wind chamber. Not very spooky. But anyhow, it doesn't matter. It's 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 you got to imagine the atmosphere. All right, the first story in paranormal news, many military UFO reports are just foreign spying or airborne trash. They say to forget aliens or hypersonic technology. A classified assessment shows that many episodes have ordinary explanations. 
Government officials believe that our surveillance operations by foreign powers and weather balloons or other airborne clutter explain most recent incident incidents of unidentified aerial phenomena. Okay, let me ask you this. The Tic Tac. When they had military pilots, like experienced military pilots that were tracking it, chasing it, and being outrun by it. That is not a weather balloon. That is not airborne trash. That is not, what, did the, what was the other thing they said? Foreign spying. Those things were doing things that we can't do. Our, our technology cannot do. Then there's that other one. Was it the gimbal video? There's the other video where the UAP, UFO, goes in the water, underwater, and shoots back out at an insane, an insane speed. Stuff, again, that we can't do. That's not trash. It's not a balloon floating by. So, sure, I get that some of these can be explained, but not the ones that have been made public recently. The big ones. The reason that they've created all of these departments to try and figure out just what or who these things are. I say nay. Nay, I say. Alrighty, up next in Paranormal News. This one comes out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. A woman on North Hills Road told police she wanted to turn over a clown clown doll, which someone left on her doorstep with a letter saying, Neighbor, he is your problem now. I am sorry, I can't do this anymore. The woman said she felt that the doll at her doorstep was creepy and just wanted the police to take the doll away. Police retrieved the doll without further incident. Um, no photo of the doll, but you know what? It says clown, so yeah. I'm going to say, yep, that's creepy. And yeah, good news. Good move. Um, don't send it to me. Police, if you're listening to this, Chattanooga police, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, send it to Kurt. He likes weird shit. I don't want a clown doll in my house. I'll take, you know, spooky dolls and stuff like that. Sure. But something about a clown doll, it's too poltergeist for me. I do not want. No, thank you. Do not send it to me. It is your problem, not mine. All right, up next in paranormal news, this music's kind of bumming me out. You know what? I'm getting rid of it. It's it's spooky. Just trust me. It's right now. I'm in a castle. It's spooky. There's cobwebs everywhere. There is cobwebs everywhere and skulls everywhere. So, and haunted items behind me. So yeah, I guess that is spooky enough. I don't need this shitty music. All right. Up next in paranormal news, filmmaker claims video exists of captured alien creature from 1996 Brazil UFO incident. That's right, a bizarre UFO case dubbed Brazil's Roswell, because as you know, that's what anybody does. If, oh, there was an alien, oh, there was a UFO, oh, it's got to be the Roswell of Burbank. It's Burbank's Roswell. No, calm down with that stuff. But anyhow, Brazil's Roswell has set the internet abuzz amid rumors that video of a captured creature may exist, and it could soon be released. What is this video that's playing behind it? Let's find out. A tendência dos governos oh, é cobertar tudo aquilo que ele não consegue explicar à sua população. O comandante da escola leu nota oficial negando toda a história. Nada temos a esconder. I know nada. I heard nada. Call it. Right, I don't know what. Oh wait. Another Roswell, if you will. That is a crash vehicle that had beings on board. Can she say what feeling she got from the? Virginia case is considered the most well kept secret in the military circles of Brazil. Interesting. Alrighty, the so-called uh 
Varginaha, Varginaha, I don't know, incident, the Brazil incident, an alleged UFO crash, extraterrestrial encounter, and subsequent military cover-up made global headlines in 1996 and sparked a media frenzy in Brazil, despite official government denials that anything unusual had actually occurred. More than a quarter of a century later, they say that uh, the release of a documentary, Moment of Contact, which seems filmmaker... Sees filmmaker James Fox return to the small town in the southwest state of Minas Gerais. Sure, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I know I butchered that. To interview eyewitnesses, experts, and officials. Governments tend to cover up everything they can't explain to their population. Retired Brazil Air Force General Jose Carlos Pereira tells Fox in the documentary. In January 1996, locals in, in that town reported seeing a strange cigar-shaped object about the size of a school bus slowly fall out of sky and crash in a field. Carlos de Souza witnessed the alleged crash and spoke to researcher Claudier Covo on camera in 1996. It was floating and slowly losing altitude, he said. It looked like a washing machine, washing machine struggling, fighting to keep its altitude. The side of it was completely torn and it had white smoke coming out of it. It wasn't black smoke like from a fire. At the time, I thought it was like an aircraft in trouble, an airplane, so I decided to follow it. 26 years later, D'Souza and the filmmakers returned to the crash location just up a hill from a small white farmhouse where he broke down in tears. When I arrived at the site on this very spot, I observed a lot of debris, pieces. And when I got out of the car, I immediately smelled ammonia like rotten eggs. Very strong smell. So strong that I had to cover my nose with my shirt that I was wearing. My eyes got watery. Mr. D'Souza said he was straight away realized it was something very different from what I was expecting. First, due to the smell, that smell made no sense. And I saw, I saw a piece. It looked like aluminum. I took a sheet. I took a small piece. It was very light, crumpled it. But when I released it, it went back to its original shape. All right, it is very Roswell. Within minutes, though, Mr. D'Souza said military trucks arrived from the nearby ESA Army base 30 kilometers from the town and, and ordered him to leave, threatening him with their guns. Soon after, the residents were stunned as large military presence descended on the town, cordoning off several blocks and preventing anyone from entering. A group of girls, ranging in age from 14 to 21, made headlines after they claimed they had stumbled across a strange creature in broad daylight at around 3.30 p.m. on January 20th, 1996. The being, which was huddled next to a wall by a clump of weeds in a vacant, grass-covered lot, was described as four feet tall with brown, oily skin, V-shaped head, a large head, and huge red eyes. The military said in 2010 that an official inquiry had concluded that the girls had encountered an had actually encountered a homeless, mentally unstable man named Marino, covered in mud. Eh, okay. They said, we were walking down along here. I was in front, and they were a little bit further back. Passing by here, the graffiti caught my eye. I looked and saw the creature. I looked into its eyes, and I saw that it was frightened. Just as I was frightened, the creature was also frightened. All right, how many times do you say frightened? I saw that it was scared of us, so it exchanged was an exchange of fears, its and ours. I think they were frightened is what she's trying to say there. Had red eyes, oily skin, I, could, I couldn't see an open mouth. Smiling, no, not happy, shrunken back, a sad expression, and it didn't have any hair. It was a creature, there in the corner, cowering and afraid, afraid of us just as we were afraid of it. Oh my goodness. All right, we get it. They were afraid. Um, all right, so that's it. I don't want to tell, I, I don't, that's the majority of the story. I could keep reading, but I'm sure it's just going to say that it was afraid and they were afraid, then I was afraid. Then you were afraid because of how afraid I was afraid of the article that I was reading afraidily. All right, moving on to the next story. How to live with a ghost. This is apropos. It's Halloween. 
Many Americans believe their home is inhabited by ghosts, a conviction that researchers attribute to the rise of paranormal-related media. Is it? Is it a rise in paranormal-related media? I don't think so. I mean, there's more podcasts like this one, but come on. Oh, they also say it's due to a decline in religious beliefs and the pandemic. Sure, why not? Let's see. Shane Booth, a photography professor living in Benson, North Carolina, was folding laundry in his bedroom when he was startled by a loud crashing noise. He stepped out to find a shattered front window and his dog sitting outside it. He was confused. How could his dog have jumped through the window with enough force to break it? After cleaning up the glass, really, that's your question? Uh, Mr. Booth came back to his room where all of his clothes he had just folded were scattered and strewn about. He thought, that's when I thought this is actually really scary now. He was afraid. I'm just throwing that in there. Let's see, he described several other inexplicable and eerie encounters that led him to believe that his century-old house is haunted. Pictures that he'd hung on the wall he'd later discovered placed perfectly on the floor with no broken frames to indicate a fall. He noticed vases moved to various locations, had momentary sightings of a ghost, an old man. All right, here you go, Kurt here. All right, pictures fall off the wall and kind of just land. Could be a ghost, might not be a ghost. Vases moving? That's eh, weird. Could be a ghost, might not be a ghost. But if you actually see a ghost of an old man that is heard bellowing laughter, you got yourself a ghost, buddy. Come on. Why are you, why are you burying the lead on it and then going, gee, I wonder if the house is haunted? Anyhow, another survey of a 1,000 people by Real Estate Witch, an education platform for home buyers and sellers, found similar results that 44% of respondents saying they've lived in a haunted house. 44%. I don't have to keep going. You know the, you know the drill. If you, uh, if you see a ghost, chances are there's a ghost in your house. I don't know how, how else I can, uh, you know, how simple I can explain it than that. I mean, if you see a ghost, yeah, that, that's a ghost. Alrighty, up next in paranormal news, staff refusing to work at Wigan Nightclub or Wigan Nightclub following paranormal activity. Spooky happenings have been caught on camera at a Wigan or Wigan. I don't know how to say it. I guess it's Wigan, night spot. I said it both ways, so no one say, you said it wrong, because I said it both ways. Unless it's like Wigan, which case now I've said it that way, so now I've said it three ways. The unexplained CCTV, CCTV footage shows a chair moving across the floor, and a glass mysteriously smashing to the ground. The move furniture was discovered when the manager of the King Street venue attended an alarm call on the morning of October 27th. Just happened. Later, when they reviewed the footage, they discovered no culprit. The film has upset some of the employees so much they're refusing to work there this weekend. Oh, come on. They just want to go party for Halloween. And I don't blame them. Good on them. But is there footage as promised? Let's see. Um, gonna play something? Something gonna play here? Because it's got a video thingy. Let's, uh, well, let's try this then. Aha, here we go. Here's the footage. Ah, uh, there's a 12-second commercial. In these 12 seconds, I'd like to say, uh, this episode is brought to you by Kurt Sandvig. Kurt Sandvig, without it, you wouldn't have Kurt Sandvig. Okay. What? Another commercial? Look. We're not, we're not doing 30 seconds of commercials and then another 30 seconds of commercials. This is ridiculous. It's just a chair sliding across the floor. Show it to me or don't, but uh, don't make me don't make me come over there is what I'm saying. Don't make me find out where the, Oh, there it is. All right, we're good. Whew. I was getting angry. All right, it's a chair. I see a chair. Still a chair. Doing what chairs do. It's not afraid. I'm not afraid. You're not afraid. 
So far, it's not doing anything. What is happening? Oh, there it goes. Ooh, ooh, the chair's sliding. Okay, again, it's very neat. If it's real, sure, it's very neat. My problem is, hey, oh, you no, no, you don't there. get free commercials on Paranormal Almanac. You go away now. Um, it, it's very neat. It's a chair sliding out. If it's legit, it's very cool. The problem is it would be very easy for me to duplicate that footage. Tie a little string on the chair, stand just outside of, you know, camera frame and just pull it. And then, woo, you got spooky. And a bar that all of a sudden is haunted right before the, um, right before the holiday, right before Halloween weekend. It gives me a red flag is all I'm saying. But if it's legit, you got yourself a haunted bar. I don't see a ghost, but you got yourself a haunted chair at the very least. Already up next in paranormal news, parents claim they fear their toddler's safety in a haunted house after footage captures a ghost pushing over their son. Let's see, this one's from Tennessee as well. Ashley Scott, 34, is concerned over the safety of her one-year-old son, Gavin. She's convinced her house is haunted. Footage filmed on a home security camera captured him being pushed over. Her and her partner, Chris, cannot explain how their toddler mysteriously felt. Look, toddlers fall. So let's watch the full video before I read anything else because toddlers just fall over. You could go like, whew, and a toddler will fall over. You can look at them wrong and a toddler will fall over. Oh, come on, advertisements. Why do you, all right, this next advertisement is brought to you by rum. Rum. Both the drink and the dog are awesome. Get yourself some rum. Either one. Don't steal my dog. But I'm sure she would like to say hi to you. and She'd love, to, she'd love pets because she loves people. But still, don't steal my dog. All righty, let's get right back into it. When, where we left off, a ghost is pushing around toddlers for no reason, just being a bully and pushing down little kids. So let's see that ghost. All right, kids. Well, <laughs> all right, the kid got pushed over by a ghost. Holy shit. I think the kid did get pushed over by a ghost. Wow, that's like a ghost kicked a kid in the back of the head. And then the kid turns around and looks like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, there's a different angle. The dad's standing there. Yeah, the kid turns around and is like, what the fuck, ghost? All right, so yeah, you got yourself a bully ghost who's picking on little kids. All right, that is pretty good. I'll put that up on the, uh, the Facebook fan page so you guys can see that one. Um, I'm sorry that I laughed at a little toddler getting pushed or kicked by an invisible spirit, but... It's kind of funny, is what I'm saying. Already up next in Paranormal News, 20 to 30 foot long black shape spotted on Loch Ness webcam by Nessie Hunter. That's right, Ian O'Fadigan is back. Love this guy. Ian O'Fadigan. Look, I'm sure I'm getting your name wrong, Ian, but you know what? Come at me, bro. I want you on the show. That kind of rhymed. Um, That's right, he's back. Even though these pictures have been barred from the official register. I don't like that. Ian was still keen to share his latest snap. As far as I'm concerned, it's the seventh sighting of Nessie this year. Happened on October 20th. He said, I captured a single photo on Thursday on the Vilne Shoreland Lodge's webcam at Loch Ness at 12.40 p.m. I intended to get video footage, but the object disappeared in seconds and it never reappeared. I estimate the length of the creature to be 20 to 30 feet, taking in the front and left back black object to the back on the second object in alignment. What? It's 20 to 30 feet long is what he's saying. Yeah, it looks like something's in the water. Could be a wave, but it could be Nessie, as you know. I'm Gert Sandvig. I'm a cryptozoologist. I am the leading expert in all Nessie news. That's right. Nearly weekly, I will have a Nessie update for you and every one of you. You and your friends and even people that don't listen to this podcast. I'm still going to do them. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like drum it up so like 
websites will contact me and be like, hey, I heard you're the leading Nessie reporting expert. And I'm like, yes, I am. Kurt Sandvig, Paranormal News. I, am, I do have a degree in cryptozoology. All righty, that about does it for Paranormal News. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Paranormal Almanac. We are back. All righty, on this latest, well, actually, it's not the latest, it's the last spooktacular episode before Halloween. Let's talk about Ouija boards. Now, some of you love them, some of you hate them, but lots of people have used them, whether they love them or hate them, and have stories to share of their experiences. In fact, I don't know anyone who hasn't at least fooled around for a split second, whether they believe it's real or not, fooled around for a split second with a Ouija board. And if you haven't, well, you know, get yourself a Ouija board and just have some fun. What's the worst that can happen? Oh, yeah, Zozo the Demon. But still, um, yeah, let's talk about Ouija boards. I got one sitting right behind me that I've had since I was a kid. My niece took it for a little while, and she got scared and gave it right back to me. But uh, it's sitting there. It's a Ouija board. It's got to be, I don't know, 30 years old, if not more. I had another one. I had a glow-in-the-dark Ouija board, which I think an ex-girlfriend stole. It kind of bums me out. Every now and then, I'll, like, troll through her Facebook photos to see if I can see my glow-in-the-dark Ouija board in the background. And I think I have once. It was, like, in the right in the edge of the, the frame on her shelf. And I was like... I know that's my glow-in-the-dark Ouija board. You bitch. You, oh, you Ouija board stealing. Oh, I hope Zozo gets you. But anyhow, let's talk about how and why these things were made. What happens if someone under the age of eight tries to use one, since mine says ages eight to adult? Like, will a seven-year-old have a different experience than an eight-year-old? I wouldn't want a seven or an eight-year-old to play with a Ouija board, to be honest with you. But if they did... Is that one year? Does something happen between the years seven and eight that you go like, okay, now I can handle if a demon comes out of the board and tries to fuck with my mind and tells me that they're my dead grandparent? Like, what happens between seven and eight that makes you go like, yeah, I can handle a Ouija board now? Because you know what? You can't. You'll get scared and you'll run away and you'll cry or just pee right there on the spot, but it's not going to be a fun Ouija board experience. So let's get into a brief history time Brief history time of the Ouija board. Board, board, board. All right, Ouija boards first started appearing in the late 1800s. The very first Ouija board was sold in a Pittsburgh toy shop. So if you're from Pittsburgh, you're from the land of Ouija boards, apparently. Basically, it's the same thing you see in Ouija boards today. It's got the yes, it's got the no, it's got the letters, it's got the hello, it's got the goodbye, it's got a planchette. All there from the very beginning. Now, commercial introduction by a businessman named Elijah Bond happened on July 1st, 1890. The uh, Ouija board was regarded as an innocent parlor game unrelated to the occult until American spiritualist Pearl Curran, or Curran popularized its use as a divining tool during World War I. I thought that was really kind of cool and right, kind of interesting. It was just... Innocent fun until this one person started playing with it and everybody's like, hey, wait a second, but I'll get to that later. I'm not I'm, gonna, I'm jumping ahead. So far, we're still having innocent fun. Now, the advertisement for the Ouija board that was in a newspaper at the time in New York 
said that the board was, quote, proven to work at the patent office and described it as being mysterious. Emily Grant Hutchings claimed that her novel, Jap Heron, a novel written on the Ouija board from 1917, was actually dictated to her by Mark Twain's spirit through the Ouija board, obviously after his death. Really, was Mark Twain dead by 1917? Hold on, I want to see. I want to check her math there and see if she's lying to me. Let's see when Mark Twain died. Survey says 1910. It checks out. You checked out, Emily. It was a close one. Then, 1982, poet James Merrill released an apocalyptic 560-page epic poem titled The Changing Light at Sandivar, which documented two decades of messages that were dictated to him through the Ouija board during seances hosted by Merrill, that's his name, James Merrill, and his partner, David Noyes Jackson. Now, this book received the National Books Critics Circle Award in 1983, was published in three volumes beginning in 1976. The first contained a poem for each of the letters, A through Z, and was called The Book of Ephraim. It appeared in the collection Divine Comedies, which won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1977. According to Merrill, the spirits ordered him to write and publish the next two installments, Mirabelle, Books of the Numbers in 78, and Scripts for the Pageant in 1980. Fun, cool little fact. All right, let's get to somebody who should know a thing or two about Ouija boards. Alistair Crowley himself. This is what he said about Ouija boards. There is, however, a good way of using this instrument to get what you want, and that is to perform the whole operation in a consecrated circle so that undesirable aliens cannot interfere with it. You should then empty the proper magical invocation in order to get into your circle just the one spirit you want. It is comparatively easy to do this. A few simple instructions are all that is necessary, and I shall be pleased to give these free of charge to anyone who cares to apply. So I was like, I, I want to apply. I want to know Alistair Alistair Crowley's tips and tricks for a Ouija board and how to get the one spirit you want to give you the thing that you want. Can't find it. I mean, I realize he's dead. I'm not, I'm not giving him grief. It's not his fault, but I can't find it online is what I'm saying. I, I can't find his tips and tricks for that one thing, that one spirit. But yeah, so there's the brief history of the Ouija board. Oh, and in case you didn't know, Ouija gets its name from we and ya. German and fr uh, French and German for yes. So Ouija is we, French, ya, German, both for yes. Why? Don't know. Alrighty, with the history out of the way, let's get into people from the internet stories about the Ouija board. Board, board, board. These first stories aren't the fun ones. These aren't, you know, I know what you're expecting right now. They're like, oh, cool. I'm going to hear a bunch of kids like say like, like, me and my girlfriend, we played a Ouija board, and uh, her hair fell out. Like, no, these aren't, like, the fun ones. These are the bad shit where Ouija boards were involved first. I'll get to the fun ones later. American newspapers ran articles as back as 1920 about Ouija boards and how people were using them, including armchair crime solvers were using their Ouija board for clues in the murder of a New York City gambler, Joseph Burton Elwell who was murdered with a gunshot wound to the head in his locked house. Unfortunately, I, I would love to say, and because of these Ouija boards, they, are, you know, they managed to find the person and the murder was solved. No, murder was never solved. 
The next year, New York Times reported that a Chicago woman was sent to a psychiatric hospital where she tried to explain to doctors that she wasn't suffering from mania, remember this is 1921, but that Ouija spirits had told her, told her to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for 15 days before burying her in the backyard. Kurt here, um, don't do that. That seems bad for everything. It's probably bad for the rug or if you have hardwood floors. It's probably bad for the dead mother's body. Probably bad for like flies and stuff. I can't find the good in that. So I'm going to say mm, don't do that. Then 1930. A newspaper article was written about two women in Buffalo, New York, who murdered another woman, supposedly on the encouragement of Ouija board messages. Then, 1941, a 23-year-old gas station attendant from New Jersey told the New York Times that he joined the Army because the Ouija board told him to. 1941. Hmm, good thing there was no world wars happening in 1941. Then, in 1958... A Connecticut court decided not to honor, quote, the Ouija board will of Mrs. Helen Dow Peck. Get this. She left $1,000 to two former servants and an insane $152,000 to Mr. John Gale Forbes. And you might be thinking, well, what did that guy do? Well, he was a ghost that contacted her through her Ouija board over and over and over again. Then she died, and um, yeah, she left $152,000 to a ghost. Nice try, Zozo. Then, I Love Lucy, 1951. There's an episode in which Lucy and Ethel actually host a seance using a Ouija board. See? Ouija boards were fun times back then. Until... 1973, a movie came out called The Exorcist. In case you don't know, The Exorcist is a fun little movie about a girl and her ghost friend that she met through her Ouija board. And, well, The Exorcist kind of just ruined everything. Just like Psycho made people afraid of showers or Jaws made people afraid of Roy Scheider, The Exorcist made religious people really afraid of Ouija boards. But, which is weird, because The Exorcist didn't make them afraid of having most of their furniture in pea green colors. So that's weird. You're kind of picking and choosing your battles here. It wasn't like it's the Parker Brothers came out with a game called The Exorcist. Have your kid get uh, uh, possessed by the devil and then play, you know, whoever can exercise her wins the game. No, it's a Ouija board. It's not, it's not the same thing. I get that she, the girl um, in, in The Exorcist meets the thing through a Ouija board, but it's just a freaking movie, people. But soon after that, Ouija boards were, were denounced worldwide by religious groups, saying that they were Satan's preferred method of communication, which, you know what? That isn't true. We all know it's songs or podcasts that have backwards messages in them. That is Satan's preferred method of communication. All right, here's a not-so-spooky, not-so-fun, spooky Ouija story, two or three of them. There's going to be a few of them, is what I'm saying. They're not so fun. Let's go to 1933, where Dorothy Irene Turley was convicted of assault and intent to murder her husband, Ernest, in the White Mountains of Arizona. 
after confiding in her 15-year-old daughter, Maddie, that she wished to marry, quote, a handsome cowboy. Look, who doesn't? Though, so the two set about using the Ouija board, which soon began instructing Maddie how to kill her father. Dorothy told her daughter the board, quote, could not be denied. So days later, while Dorothy and her son were in town, Maddie shot her father twice in the back while he was carrying a milk pail. Now, she immediately regretted it and ran for help. Guess what? Doesn't count. You still did it. You still shot him twice in the back. Yeah, you immediately regretted it? Really? You should have regretted the second you thought about it. Now, Ernest died in the hospital weeks later. Maddie confessed to the crime, was sentenced to a state reformatory, and and paroled after only three years. Dorothy's conviction was reversed by the state Supreme Court. Then, Bessie Gilmore contacted a demon as a child while playing with the Ouija board. She believed that the entity became attached to her family after her two sisters were paralyzed and killed. Cut to years later, Bessie married and began living with her mother-in-law, Faye, who was a medium. After a seance, Faye, the medium, came home to find her mother-in-law... Oh, sorry. No. After a seance, I get it. Bessie came home to find her mother-in-law, Faye, exhausted, and she helped her to bed. She later woke up to a feeling of being touched and saw, quote, an inhuman face leering at her from the darkness. So she freaks out. She turns to face Faye, who is staggering towards her. Now the Faye gets to her and shouts, it knows who you are. So Bessie ran to get her children, and she said she found a creature standing over her son Gary and looking him directly in the eyes. Although they managed to get out, it's said that Gary was plagued with nightmares for years after, leading his mother to believe that he'd been possessed. Then, as an adult, Gary was executed by firing squad in 1977 for the murder of two men. Of course, Bessie was like, that was the demon that possessed him. It wasn't really Gary. Get this. Gary's last words before execution were, let's do it. That's, yeah, that's, that's creepy. Yeah, isn't let's do it Nike? I don't know. I'm sure that Nike's tagline has nothing to do with a possessed Gary that killed two people. God, I hope not. It's been bad enough for shoes this week. All right, next to 2001. During a seance with her daughter and two granddaughters, Carol Sue Elvacar received an urgent message through her Ouija board that her son-in-law, Brian, was possessed by evil and had to be destroyed. Shortly after that, she stabbed Brian in the chest while he was sleeping. He bled out and died. So... Carol dragged the other family members to the car and took off, but soon steered the car off the road and began to attack her 15-year-old granddaughter because she'd become to believe that she was evil as well. The grandmother then ran from the car, stripped off her clothes, jumped a highway median before running into the woods where police would later find her hiding. She was charged with first-degree murder. She was judged insane and was institutionalized. Her daughter was also charged as an accessory for hiding the knife, supplying the getaway vehicle, and enabling child abuse. See? Not fun stories yet. Don't worry. They're going to get fun. I promise you. Next. 2012. 15-year-old Wallasco, Texas teenager and his 14-year-old friend were hanging out in the woods behind their high school. 
The older teen apparently took out a four-inch knife and stabbed his friend in the abdomen, causing near-fatal intestinal lacerations. After doing this, he asked his injured friend, injured friend to tell the police that he had fallen on the weapon. No. No is the answer. You stab me with a four-inch knife in my gut and then go, can you please tell the police that you fell on it? No. Uh-uh. Not happening. In the days leading up to the attack, the attacker admitted to partaking in seances using a Ouija board, which instructed him to attack his friend because he was the cause of all of his problems. The victim spent three days in intensive care, and the attacker was uh, sentenced to three years in a Texas Juvenile Justice Department facility. You did it. You made it. Give yourselves a hand. You've made it. All right, no, that's enough. You've made it to the fun kind of spooks and tingles. The good kinds of stories that aren't necessarily good, but they're a lot more fun than the shit I just told you. The first one says, oh, these are all from the internet. Grain of salt time. You know the drill. You know how you do it. The first one says, my brother's friend played with one at his, at his house, Ouija board. And all hell broke loose. Their family would see pennies and marbles, marbles being thrown down the hallway. One day, his mom was doing yard work and saw a dog. When she called to the dog, she said that it suddenly had an old man's face. Kurt here, my guess is that she saw a pug and has never seen a pug before. Uh, things got so awful that they had to call a priest to do an emergency exorcism, which as you know, is more costly than a routine exorcism. Make sure you exercise your spirits routinely so you don't have to pay the emergency fees. All right, to this day, they still see black shadow figures following them. Next, Justin played with a Ouija board one day with several of his friends. They asked questions, but instead the planchette moved to certain letters. It began moving in a strange pattern. It went to all, foreigners, far, ah, it went to all four corners of the, of the board and made an X. Then it just went in circles. The next time he used the board, it was with a different friend at his house. Again, the planchette moved in the same strange pattern. I felt like it was a kind of hex. Later that night, he was sleeping. He felt a forceful hand grab his arm and wake him up. This next one says, when I was around 12 or 14, 12 to 14, one girl brought a Ouija board to my friend's birthday party slash slumber party. I was pretty skeptical, but I was also really curious about it as I had never used one before. We took turns asking questions, and I just figured someone else was moving the planchette. The other girls were pretty creeped out, but it wasn't until I answered a question for me that nobody else there would have known the answer to. To this day, I can't explain how that answer appeared or any of the other paranormal experiences that happened after we put the board away. I truly believe that we contacted something, and it stuck around. There were just generally a lot of small things like footsteps above us when we were on the top floor. The door kept swinging open on its own. A girl who lived there said it never did that on its own before then. The creepiest part was that a bunch of us randomly woke up around 4 or 5 in the morning and a few girls saw a black figure walking down the street outside the window. Apparently, one of the girls had seen what they thought was the same figure with his face at the window on the second story earlier in the night. This next one says, the first time I used a Ouija board, I was about six or seven, and I was with my mom and older sister, who was about 15 at the time. The family had just moved to a new house, much bigger and much older than the one they lived in previously. That night, Paige, her mother, and her sister were eating pizza on the living room floor, since they didn't have all their furniture set up yet, and they put a fire to ease the chill of the fall air. After dinner, her sister pushed her mom to let her 
pushed her mom. Oh, I get it. Pushed her mom to let them play with their Ouija board. Got it. As we were using it, a box in the living room that had some books in it literally flew across the room. Shortly after that, the fire inexplicably, inexplicably, there we go, went out. And their mother was so shaken that she took the girls to their grandmother's house to spend the night. This next one says, One evening I decided to play with the Ouija board with my friends when we were in high school. Nothing seemed to happen, so we all just gave up. Later, though, weird stuff in the house, weird stuff happened in the house ever since that night. And to this day, it hasn't stopped. We had glasses move across the table by themselves. I small, I small, I saw a spoon in a cup of coffee aggressively stir in the cup without anyone being near it. The sound of footsteps leading from upstairs down to the living room never stopped. This next one says, I was about 12 or 13, spending the night of a friend's house, goofing around with the Ouija board with him and his sister. We're getting all sorts of gibberish plus words spelled out, just kind of scaring ourselves for fun, not taking it very seriously. Then we got the message, I can see you through the window. And then I can see you through his eyes. It was just a small window in the basement room we were in. And just the backyard and the woods past the driveway visible through that window. We asked it more questions and it said, I'm under the car. So we somehow got up the nerve to go out with the flashlight and peer under the car. There we saw a huge black stray cat hissing at us. We ran inside freaking out and at that exact moment, the power failed and all the lights in the house went out. We just about actually shit ourselves. A few minutes later, the power came back back on, and we sat up and uh, we sat up until dawn, scared, and we never played with the Ouija board again. This next one says, "My two best friends M and L for this story, and I played the Ouija board at M's house. It was going fine until M asked how the spirit asked the spirit how it had died, and it said murder. She asked how it had been murdered, and it said not I." It gave its name as something older, something I can no longer remember, and gave us a date in the 1800s. It started to get heavy. The whole room felt different, and the little thing on the board was ripped out of our hands and went across the room. We stopped playing immediately after that. M's mom died of cancer a week later, very suddenly, and nobody knew. Probably a coincidence, but L's mom was hospitalized for a serious drinking problem not long after that, and then my mom had an emergency hysterectomy the same week. I have since then experienced things that I don't think I would have without this experience. Voices, dark shadows, footsteps. I wonder if I'm haunted sometimes, and it's been nine years since we played with that Ouija board. I like that one. I thought that was a pretty good one. This next one says, When I was little, my mom took out a Ouija board and asked my brother if we'd like to play with it. It started out pretty funny. Someone was obviously moving the glass thingy, making words like poop and stuff like that. But then my mom said, let's get serious and try to contact someone. Here's where it gets weird. A friend of hers had recently gone missing. He'd been missing for a month or so, and nobody knew where he was. When we asked who it was we were talking to, his name was spelled out. When we asked if it was my friend's, my mom's friend, it said yes. My mom got visibly upset and asked where he was. In a lake was spelled out. It was extremely upsetting to her, and we stopped immediately. My mom tried to be lighthearted about it since I was so young. I believe it was no big deal as well. Then, two weeks later, they found his body. He'd been hit by some car or train or something on a bridge, and his body fell in the nearby lake. Yeah, that's cool. I like that one. Two for two. I like those. 
Up next says, We were hanging out in a friend's dorm room and busted out the Ouija board. There were a few of us who had used them before and a few that weren't that were quite skeptical. It was about 11 p.m. The communication with the board was going quite well. Gary, one of the skeptics, kept calling bullshit to the whole thing. So we convinced him to sit on the floor with us and give it a shot. His first question, is this for real or a bunch of bullshit? The planchette went to no. Fine, he says, prove it. No sooner has he finished that statement when the lights in the room flickered and the building's fire alarm went off. Now this freaked us all out. We left the room to follow the alarm procedures. After about 20 minutes, campus safety said it was a false alarm and let us go back in the dorms. When When we arrived back up to our friend's room, the Ouija board was gone. No one took it with us and the room was locked. Alrighty, this next one says, I was over at a friend's house back in the early 90s. I believe it was the ninth grade at the time. There were four of us, myself and three other girls. Now they kept asking if they wanted to play with the Ouija board because we've been talking about talking to some dude on it named Roger. Now I was totally skeptical at first. I wasn't buying it. Totally thought they were moving the planchette until I asked the board a question that only I knew. Now, we had just gotten our grades from school back that day, and I asked what I got in science. I remembered this clearly, and I know my friends didn't know the answer. The board spelled out my grade. All right, so I started asking it more questions. I can't really really recall the details of that night other than the board kept calling one of my friends a bitch. It hated her. It liked me. His name was Roger, and he was stabbed to death. At one point, I was, only the, I was the only one controlling the board and asking questions, and it worked. The freakiest thing that has ever happened to me. I'm not super spiritual, have not seen anything else paranormal-related, related, and feel that I'm a very rational person. All I know is that something supernatural was controlling that board without a doubt, and I believe his name was Roger. And apparently he thinks one of your friends is a bitch. Uh, let's see, up next... Doing the board with six or seven people, only one of my friends knows Latin, and he's not touching the planchette. The contact starts speaking to us in what our friends identified as Latin. This same friend later pulled his hands back from the oracle planchette, having received what looked like a small scratch on his wrist, not bleeding, but bright red as if fresh. His girlfriend at the time was plagued by a contact they had made and would wake with strange bruises on her legs. All right, I like that one again. If that is true, if the Ouija board started spelling out things in Latin and not stuff like like E pluribus anus. No, I'm talking like real Latin. If that is the case and it was like legit sentences in Latin, fucking cool. Also, why did you casually say, oh, and only one of my friends knows Latin? Look, I don't know anybody that knows Latin. Nor should I. Maybe I should be learning Latin. Maybe that's the next thing I should have so I can have a degree in Latin behind me. But I really kind of call bullshit on any time someone's like doing an exorcism or playing with a Ouija board and they go, and then they started speaking in Latin. I I seriously doubt it. Like, sure, like six sempers, what is it? Six sempers tyrannis, the thing that uh, John Wilkes Booth yelled out. Look, I know that there's a couple of Latin words here or there that I'm sure I know. um, But like full words or sentences in Latin, it's cool if it can be proven. Uh, let's see. Me and my close friend have, a we- have used a Ouija board a handful of times over the last few years. Every time we've played and asked who we're speaking to, it tells us Allison. Now, our, ger- our good friend Allison committed suicide eight years ago. Most of the questions we ask her answer with her spelling out mom. 
Most of the time, the vibe feels good and nothing weird happens. But one night we were playing and all of a sudden, the mood switched. Now, the vibe in the room was eerie and something didn't feel right. We both sensed, we both sensed it and I asked if Allison was still with us and it said no. We decided to end the session when the planchette started moving fast around the whole board. If our fingers hadn't been planted firmly on it, it would have flew right off the board. We said our closing goodbyes to whoever that the hell that was and let it be. We put it away and that eerie dark feeling in the room went away. I don't know which is worse. If you're playing with playing Ouija board and the only thing you can get is that it's your friend Allison who committed suicide and the only thing it's spelling out is mom, why aren't you getting her mom? I'm sure it'd be very upsetting and her mom would think that you're fucking with her with the Ouija board, but still, like... Help Allison out, apparently. That's all Allison's asking. Also, very sad. Uh, and then whoever the other one was, still, not good. Neither of those are good, is what I'm saying. All right, this next one says, I was about 12 or 13, spending a night at a friend's house, goofing around. Oh, no, 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 this is... Nope, sorry, I wrote the same one twice. Sorry, or not wrote, but I copied the same one twice. Sorry, the next one says... My girlfriend told me this story about an experience that she had with the Ouija board while in high school sometime in 1986. She had a friend named Johnny who was suffering from CF, I don't know what that is, or some other debilitating illness, who had recently been hospitalized as a result. Both she and her friend Shelly visited Johnny regularly in the hopes of keeping his spirits up for a quick recovery. One night after visiting Johnny, they were at Shelly's when they decided to try out a Ouija board. After a while, they started communicating with a spirit who seemed to know a lot about them that it really shouldn't know. After some normal questions about boys and general questions about one would expect teenage girls to ask, my girlfriend decided to ask about Johnny and his condition. The board quickly spelled out, 24 June 1987. Johnny won't have to worry anymore, and then went, goodbye. My girlfriend and I were convinced that the board was giving them a date for recovery and they actually wrote down the message and sealed it in an envelope. Yep, you guess it. Everybody everybody sees where this is going. This is a total creepypasta kind of story. If it's real, again, great story. But uh, we all know where this is going. Following year, June 24th, Johnny died. Great story. I mean, I hope it's real. Actually, I don't because then Johnny died. But you know what I mean. Alrighty, up next is, I got a Ouija board for Christmas, but I was in the sixth grade. Great Christmas present, huh? They said that, not me. It is kind of a good Christmas present. That night, I went over to my best friend's house and brought the Ouija board with me. We went up to her room, set it on the floor, and asked, is there anyone in the room with us? The planchette spelled out Ruth, which was my grandma's name and her great, great aunt's name. Now, both my grandma and her great aunt had died that year. We threw the board back in the box and were totally freaked out. I brought it home, put it in my closet, but every time I look at the box, it gives me this it gives me this horrible creepy feeling. So I ended up throwing it in the dumpster a couple of years later. Because your grandma because your grandma or this person's aunt was trying to like say hi to you? See? This is what I mean. That kid was probably 7. If they had Oh no, wait. When I was in the sixth grade, I don't know how long, how old you are in sixth grade, but it's older, older than seven. So you should have been old enough. You're older than eight is what I'm saying. You're allowed to play with a Ouija board older than eight. Already up next, it says, played with a Ouija board several times many years ago, got mainly dark and scary replies with, with names we didn't know. One claimed to be my uncle, though. 
We started to do it all the time, every day with a homemade Ouija board. A few, a few weeks later, I was in a club, saw a friend I hadn't seen for maybe two years from across the room. He literally came running over to me with a strange look on his face. He said, I can't believe it's you. I have something strange to tell you, but you have to listen to me. He said, I went to see a reader, a psychic. She told me that she had a message for a friend of mine, a woman. She said, your name. She told me to tell you to stop playing with the Ouija board because you're going to get burnt. Does that make sense to you? Needless to say, I was speechless and really scared. Now, I don't know if it was for real, but how else could that have happened? But I sure as hell never touched one again. This next one says, uh, when I was in my first year of uni, we started playing with a homemade Ouija board. There was like five of us. We contacted some spirit whose name I'm glad to have forgotten. And as we were talking to it, the doorbell rang and one of my friends had to go as her dad was there to pick her up. Unfortunately, we didn't close the session to say by saying goodbye to the spirit as we had no clue and we just threw the paper away. Now the girl that had to leave started acting really strange and didn't hang with us the rest hang with the rest of us as much. A few months later, she told us she went to get quote a cleansing as she wasn't feeling like herself and told us the moment she stepped in the door, the witch lady that was going to cleanse her totally freaked out, told her she had a spirit with her using the same name that we had heard on the Ouija board. She told my friend that spirit was, quote, following her as we didn't close the session and attempted to cleanse her without any success. Sadly, she tried to commit suicide about three times after this, dropped the university, went to live somewhere else, and I lost touch with her. Yeah, see? There you go. Not all fun and games. Uh, this next one says, My soccer team had a sleepover at our gym, and we played with a Ouija board. Nothing too event- uh, eventful happened until the board spelled out, Thirst, Fire, Help. We closed out the board. We then went back to school a few days later. We asked the athletic director, whose office was in the gym, if he knew the history of the gym. He told us the gym had burned down once a long time ago, and one man died in there. And you couldn't get him, couldn't get him water? Thirst, fire, and help. You couldn't do anything. You just said goodbye and said, screw that dude. Come on. All right. The next one says, a friend of mine had one when I was young. I was very skeptical of it, but she was moving. I thought she was moving it whenever she asked a question. So I asked questions she wouldn't know the answers to. I tried to contact my uncle, my uncle who had passed away. I asked him how he was doing, and the board spelled out his wife's name, Ziamara, X-I-O-M-A-R-A which there is no way my friend could have known about her, never mind known how to spell Ziamara. I'm sure it's like Shiamara, but you know what I'm getting. All right, this next one says, I was 17. We had just bought one of these newer Ouija boards that glow in the dark. Oh, bastard. I had one of those. My mom told me to wait until the next day to open it, and I should have listened to her. You're not supposed to use the board alone, and our house was known for being haunted. So I wanted to ask if anyone's, anyone was there. The freaking planchette shot out of my hands across the room. I actually cried. You know what? 17 or not, that's a valid cry. You get a few valid cries in your life, that's a good valid cry. This next one says, 10th grade at Halloween party, four of us were playing with one. The planchette suddenly lifted straight off the board and raised all of her hands at least a foot into the air, then dropped. We all jumped out of our chairs and ran away screaming. This next one said, I once played with a Ouija board at a sleepover. We weren't asking anything weird, just silly questions like, who am I going to marry? I asked it to give me the initials of someone I will date in the future, and it gave me N as in Nancy and B as in boy. 
Sure enough, I have dated someone with the initials NB for five years now. Kurt here, and his name was Nude Bigfoot. That's right, Nude Bigfoot. I couldn't think of any celebrities when I was writing my little outline for this episode. That's why I came up with Nude Bigfoot. And now, like, you know, like Ned Beatty. There you go, there's one. Um, I'm sure there's more. You, you, This is the fun part of the episode where you get to think of a celebrity whose name... Is the initial who has the initials NB without Googling it. You can't be like celebrities with, na- with initials NB. No, off the top of your head, right now, everybody playing at home, playing in a car, wherever you're listening to this at, I need a celebrity from you with the initials NB. Yeah, see? It's not that easy. Nude Bigfoot, Ned Beatty. It's the only two I can think of. All right, this next one says, at my friend's birthday party, someone decided to try a Ouija board. My friend's protective mother was next door at her parents' house, not anywhere in hearing distance. Suddenly, as several kids went into the bathroom to sneakily use the board, my friend's mother came running in the front door and shouted, all those who intend on using the Ouija board had to leave immediately. She said she felt it from a distance what they were about to do. Creeps me out to this day. Yeah. Next one says, when I was younger, my two older cousins, my older brother and I were playing with the Ouija board, but all it spelled out was mama. Later that night, when my brother asked our mom if she had ever played with the Ouija board, she said she had once, but all it would spell out was mama. This is the second story with mama? Then, a few years later, I was really bored and got a ghost detecting app on my iPod. I was really into ghost adventures at the time. And the very first thing the app said was mama. Mama! Just Ouija to man. All right, this next one says, I was an editor for our school's newspaper, and our Halloween issue, we decided to use a Ouija board design in our center section. One evening, my friend and I stayed late to finish up the newspaper before it, sent, before it needed to be sent out for printing. But as soon as we opened up the Ouija board spread to check it out, the computer we're using shut down, along with the other 30 in the room. For the rest of the night, we experienced computer problems whenever we worked on that specific Uh, section only. Yeah, that's a good one. This next one says, my best friend and I bought a Ouija board and took it to her house. We asked a few questions to no answer. Finally, we asked outright, we said, is there anyone who would like to talk to us? The planchette slowly moved to no. We were freaked out because there was obviously a spirit there, so we tried again. What's your name? The planchette moved to shh and over again, spelling out shh, shh, shh. So we said goodbye and closed up the board. We seem to have bothered someone who wanted to be a left alone. Kurt here, how much of a loser do you have to be for the Ouija board to be like, mm, who's calling? No, no, thank you. Shh. No, 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 I don't want to talk to you. I'll wait for another dumb kid to talk to me. I, I don't want to talk to you. You're a loser. All right, this next one says, after making her own do-it-yourself board, a commentator said that she was in contact with a spirit while their sister was using a noisy vacuum cleaner on the floor above them. After a few moments of silence from the board, suddenly the planchette started to be spinning really fast and spelled out, our sister's name wants to talk to you. We were puzzled as we didn't hear her talk to us. At that moment, the vacuum stopped and she yelled for us to come up and help with chores. Chores from beyond. That sucks. I don't want to do chores ever, but when a Ouija board's like, all right, you got to knock this shit off and go do chores. Again, loser number two. Well, first one didn't want to talk to them at all, and this one was like, can you go do your chores first? Do do that. 
All right, the weirdest use of a Ouija board goes to this one. It says, we used to sell grain through the Canadian Wheat Board, and you would get paid at the end of the year, you'd get a final payment. What? You get paid, and at the end of the year, you get a final payment. I get it. You never knew how much per bushel you'd get as a final payment. So my brother asked the Ouija board, and it told us the exact amount. Anyway, he went to the coffee shop and told all his buddies how much he was going to get. A few months later, it was announced, and it was the exact amount. See? That's what you're using the Ouija board for? This portal to the other side? You can ask any question about any dimension, any time, any anything, and you're like, how's it going, eh? I was wondering how much of a Canadian wheat board I was going to get paid at the end of the year. Oh, you could tell me. That'd be great, oh. All right. Talk to you later. Come on, man. Go to Tim Hortons. Eat a fucking donut. Don't waste the other side's time with shit like that. This next one says, My mom and I used a Ouija board after their friend died. He had remarried, but had told his daughters that he was leaving them a few things in his will, including some money. His second wife was the executor of the will and was saying that he didn't leave them anything. Anyway, mom and her sister thought it was possible that the money wasn't left to them, but my aunt was really strapped for cash, and they wanted to find out if that was the case. So, they use the Ouija board, they contact their dad, ask him whether he'd left them any money in his will. It spelt out a three-letter acronym for a bank and then a series of numbers. Turns out he did have a bank account with money in that bank. We believe it was intended for his daughter. The account matched the bank acronym and the number. Unfortunately, you all guessed it. The bank's not going to give it to you because, you know, Ouija board's not the way to get into a bank. All right, this next one says, The first and only time I ever used one, I was a teenager playing with it with a friend on the back porch. I didn't know of anyone who died, really, except I remembered from an old photo on the wall a great aunt called Neil. The name Neil stuck with me because it was a boy's name. So I try to talk to great aunt Neil, but when I speak, I say without hesitation or control, Aunt Connie. I thought, that's weird. I don't have an Aunt Connie. I tried again, and I said, I'm trying to speak with and trying to think of the word Neil, but came out with Aunt Connie. It was an involuntary response. Very weird, but we moved on and kept quote-unquote playing. When my mom got home from running errands, she asked how her game was going, and I replied, it's fine. I kept trying to talk to an Aunt Neil, but kept saying Connie, which is so weird because I don't have an Aunt Connie. I still remember my mom's face in that moment. It turns out I did have an Aunt Connie. She was a baby who died of SIDS decades before I was born. That's a creepy one. Wait, where's the creep? I don't really have creepy noises. Best I can do. This next one says, My mom and her three friends were playing one and spelled out four till no more. They didn't think anything of it. And then over the course of the next month, one friend's brother died of an overdose. The second friend's dad passed away suddenly. My mom and the fourth friend were in a deadly car accident where the driver who was their close friend did not survive. Afterwards, she had several she had severe night terrors, mostly of a dark evil figure, and my great-grandma had to do a lot of cleansing on her to get them to subside. My mother still has scars on her hand from the accident and night terrors every once in a while to this day. It took literal years to get her to finally tell my sister and I the story. We were told to never, ever play with a Ouija board. All right. Good advice from all around. 
This next one says, my brother is seven years older than me, and the story goes like this. My parents rented a house that my aunt's, my mom's aunt and uncle owned in the late 70s. The aunt commits suicide in the early 60s in the back bedroom on the top floor. That's not a fun place to go. Shortly after my brother was born, they decided to use the Ouija board to try and con uh, contact her aunt. After a few questions and inquiries, they asked a question that prompted the board to respond, move J. Now, my brother's name is Jason, but he goes by J. So they move his crib to their room. A short days later, a massive storm caused a tree branch to crash through my brother's bedroom window. It landed where his crib would have been. I think I've told this one on a previous episode, but it's over now, so let's keep on going. Here's a really short one. Predicted my heart attack, and I won't ever touch them again. Okay. If you're playing with a Ouija board and it says you're about to have a heart attack, get yourself to a fucking doctor. And if you do have a heart attack, at least you'll be at a hospital or, or at least you'll know, be like, hey, doctor, this is what happened. I think I'm going to have a heart attack. You should be playing with them more because it warned you. Next uh, short one said, played with one once and it just said, I'll be with you forever now. Yeah, that's creepy. Next one said, we stupidly asked which one of us in the group was going to die first. It spelled out my cousin's best friend names, Danny. Not two weeks later, Danny was killed and decapitated in a horrible car accident. And finally, the last two or three. Is it the rest? Last few. Let's do, yeah, let's do one, two. Let's do three more. Okay, so about 12 years or so ago, I was in my early 20s, and my now wife was my girlfriend back then. We were on the roof of her mom's house. We had a Ouija board, and an entity came through and spelled out Zozo. I laughed and thought it was a funny name for a person. Immediately, the planchette began moving very quickly and spelled out several times in a row, fuck you. I was violently, it was violently moving around the board, and I couldn't stop it, so I forced the planchette onto goodbye and told it to leave. That the session was over, I'll never forget my first experience. With Zozo. In case you haven't guessed it, these next few are all about Zozo. This next one says, When I was a kid around 12-ish or so, my friend and I would use the Ouija board pretty regularly. One day we were at a friend's house. Her mom was watching us use the board but not touching it. The mom was asking questions about a bunch of stuff neither of us had any way of knowing and getting correct answers. We often had Zozo come through, but this was pre-internet day. I thought it was Ozo's, O-Z-O-Z. We would immediately close the board and put it away. Never had any negative things happen to us, though, that I can think of. Honestly, at the time, I thought it was my friend moving the planchette to freak me out. Then, as an adult, I find the Zozo stories being fairly common, and it freaked me out. The last one says, A few months ago, my friend brought over a Ouija board. There were about five of us at the sleepover, and we began to use the board. We met, quote-unquote, Joe. After an hour speaking with Joe, one girl asked, Joe, are you a bad spirit? And Joe spelled out no, then spelled out him. We asked what he was talking about, and it spelled out, he's coming, then began to spell out Zozo. The next morning, we tried it again, this time speaking to someone claiming to be Joe's wife. We asked her, is Joe a bad spirit? And she quickly responded, yes. Zozo, can't have a Ouija board episode without a little Zozo. All righty, that about does it for this week's episode of uh, Paranormal Almanac. Remember, enjoy your Halloween. For me, if you don't want to do it for you, if you're too tired, I get it. It's It's been a long week. It's been a really long week for me. But I'm going to enjoy the shit out of my weekend. I'm going to go see Danny Elfman with my brother tomorrow night. Can't wait. Uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, nonetheless. It's going to be 
phenomenal. But remember, enjoy your Halloween. Enjoy dressing up in costumes, giving anyone that says trick or treat uh, at your door some candy. Just enjoy this spooky season. And I'll see you next one next month. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Savick, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Happy Halloween. Sua, sua.